This is your spiritual game plan, and I am your host, Sherry Fletcher. Change, it happens to all of us. You've invested your time and energy into an important role, sometimes for years, and then suddenly it's time for you to move on. Maybe you've worked hard on a dream, and now your path is taking a new turn, but the dream isn't going with you. Perhaps you've raised your kids and they've moved on, but now your empty nest is filled with parent care. Or maybe you're in the middle of diaper changes and laundry piles. If you find yourself asking questions like, where do I fit in anymore? Am I even relevant? How do I find my purpose now? You are in the right place. This is a show for women in a season of transition. I believe that while your roles in life will change, your purpose is eternal. I'm here to help you understand just how intentionally you were made by a creator with a game plan. Through interviews and inspirational guests, we'll discover ways to help you unlock the purpose God placed in you, develop a game plan for your life calling, and embrace the intentional masterpiece you were created to be. Today, I will be talking with Summer Gordon. Summer is a wife, mother, author, and speaker whose passion is to help others look beyond life's trying circumstances and fix their eyes on Christ. The Gordon family suffered a tragic loss when their five-year-old son and brother was hit and killed by someone that they knew. I will be talking with Summer about the book her and her husband, Reppard, wrote called Hope Remains. This is a transparent story of loss, love, forgiveness, and the unshakable goodness of God. Summer, I'm so glad you're joining me today. Thank you so much for um, coming on the show. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So I heard about your story from a mutual friend, and I'm glad that you're here to share it. But before we get started, I would love it if you would tell us a little bit about you and your family, and then how did 2020 um, shape your ministry? So um, I live in Southwest Florida. I'm a Florida native and live here with my husband, Rupert. We've been married for 15 years. And that in and of itself is a testament to the grace of God. And um, we have three children. We've got our oldest is 14, um, Aggie, our daughter. And then our middle one is Rep. He's 12. And then our youngest is Sawyer. He went to be with Jesus when he was five. So 2020 um, was just honestly... It, it was the year that God had us complete a um, several year long process of writing our book and just sharing our story. And it was a call that I wanted to fight tooth and nail all along the way. But when 2020 happened and I could just see the chaos of people's hearts and how they were just, just hungry for hope, it kind of, it, it let me know like, this is a message that the world needs. And our book is called Hope Remains. And I thought, mm, how appropriate. Um, because the world so desperately needs the hope of Jesus. Absolutely. It's perfect timing. God's timing is always perfect timing. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, I always like to start off with a little bit of fun just so that we can get to know you. And um, I think I read about this whirlwind romance that you and her part had. And I'm sure it's because how charming he was when you guys had your introduction. So I'd love for you to just share a little bit about that charming moment. Oh, yes. He's so charming. Um, he, if anything, he keeps me laughing. So 
we were set up by some mutual friends. They asked me if they could give him my phone number. And I said, sure, why not? And he called me and left me a message and said, hey, Summer, it's Reppard. I heard you really wanted to meet me. So give me a call. <laughs> and I was not impressed. I was just like, ooh, I want to meet you. I don't even know why I called him, but I called him and the rest is history. So we did end up, we talked on the phone for a couple of weeks and we ended up meeting on a blind date. That was long before the days of, you know, social media dating or anything like that. But yeah, he just wooed me with his words. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's, I don't know if I'd, I would have called back. So yeah, that was a God yeah. nudge right there. For sure. <laughs> for sure. One question that I ask everyone on the show is looking back in your life, how far back can you see the very purpose that you are living out today and who you have always been? Um, honestly, just, I would say toddlerhood because just how God creates you intentionally and your personality and just even our, our proclivities um, but I remember my mom just telling me horror stories of what a challenging, strong-willed toddler I was. And now fast forward all these years, it's like, wow, I really did need that determination and that strong will in order to continue walking this call that the Lord has called us to. Oh, I love that. Yes, God is intentional and he doesn't create anything and then expect it to figure out why. So I'm glad that you could look back and see that. And I love listening to all the different ways people can reflect. So like you said, you wrote a book. We're going to be talking about that book today. Hope remains seeing God, sorry, hope remains seeing the goodness of God in the shadow of suffering. And like you mentioned, this book was written out of the tragic loss of your five-year-old son. And first of all, I just, I want to say sorry and um, how much I admire your courage for sharing this story. Thank you. Um, when I watched the video of you and your husband talking about it, I, mean, I was so moved by your ability to find hope. And I would love it if you would share a bit of that story with us. So our son was tragically killed um, when he accidentally pedaled his bicycle out into a busy road in front of our home. I was inside, distracted. Um, we had multiple kids over playing. I was working on a project with my foster daughter and a stranger came running into my home and announced that a child had been hit by a car. And I just went into shock and I was like, no, Jesus, please no, like no. And Sawyer had, he was just, um, he was uninhibited. And so he was very innocent. He had a little, he had some delays, developmental delay. So I don't want to paint him to be naughty, but he would disappear often. So I was familiar with that, that feeling of, just shocked, like, where is he? And so I went running out and um, and I did see my, my beautiful little boy laying down at the end of the road. And there was a man hovered over him in shock and I recognized him. And um, after I went to Sawyer and I just prayed over him and I talked to him and, and I just cried out to Jesus repeatedly. And, and um, I looked at the young man and I recognized him from church. He had actually been to our home one time before working with the youth group. We had a, a youth night at our home and I just looked at him and he was in shock and he said, I didn't see him. I just felt him. And I just wrapped my arms around him. And I said, look at me. He said, look at me right now. I said, this is not your fault. I said, this was the enemy. And that was the Holy Spirit just giving me that information. 
And I was, um, that wasn't me. That was Jesus in me responding. And just as we continued to walk out the course of that tragedy, my son did go home to be with Jesus just a few hours later. And we have had a very close friendship with this young man and he's now married and has a son of his own. And we've just found healing in that relationship. But as far as like holding on to hope, it was just because it's just that faith, you know, you choose your faith over your feelings. And so many times I was angry. I was broken. I was just devastated. And, and in all that, you still choose to believe. And, you know, they say faith is like a muscle and it's so true because you offer Jesus that, that sacrifice and, and that piece of faith. And he just continues to develop, develop it and helps you to just to continue to cling to that and helps it to grow. Wow. That's so powerful. And yeah, I, that's such a Holy Spirit moment because for how could anyone at that moment have any kind of clarity or any kind of a thought process of what to even say to that poor young man? Right. It was supernatural. It was, it was absolutely supernatural. And had we not had that response, then that day Sawyer's life wouldn't have been the only one that was gone, you know? Yes. And, and he, his life, his life would have been, um, our friend Casey, his life would have been much different. Um, wow. I, I love thinking about that and just knowing how important it is to rely on the Holy Spirit all the time for how we respond and react. That's a powerful thing. And one of the things I heard you say um, was that you could still find joy. And, you know, the Bible does say that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I see how God has used Sawyer's um, disabilities to keep that reminder in your lives. And I love the story of him when he went fishing. So I'd love if you give us a little glimpse of Sawyer's joy. Yeah, so Sawyer was just this tiny little peanut with bright blonde hair and blue eyes and long, soft lashes. And he, the biggest thing about him was his smile and his laugh. And he loved everyone and he was just had this infectious joy about him. And um, even we'd pull up to school and we'd be in the parking lot, the same class he went to every single day. And in the mornings, he'd look out the window and he'd say, hey, look, friends, like he had never seen them before. And he'd say, hi, hi, friends. So he just loved everyone. Um, and just, yeah, he was such a sweet, special gift. I love that. I love how God uses children to remind us of just simple things such as joy like that. Um, the message of forgiveness is at the core of your entire story. And Casey, um, the friend that hit Sawyer, I mean, he's got such a heavy cross to carry. Um, but there's, there's a lot of blame that the enemy likes to hand out when we go through such times like this. And, you know, we start putting things in our mind, like I should have, I should not have. And I love how God gave you and Rapar the ability to not only forgive Casey, but as you mentioned, forgive yourselves. Um, can you share a little bit about how God has done that for you? Um, honestly, it was a continual process because the blame doesn't, you don't just check that box and say, oh, you know what? Jesus died for me too. That's, those are all my sins, all my mistakes. Um, and then never have to struggle with it again. It was a continual walking out of the enemy peppering the lies into my mind and peppering the accusations. And, um, and so it was a continual having to redirect my thoughts and say, no, this is a lie. 
and then combat it with the, the, the truth of scripture. And every day I had to just bathe in the word every single day. It really was manna for me. Um, and I have been one who has struggled my entire life to stay in the word because I am, I'm a Martha. And so I like to do, I'm very task oriented, but especially during that season, I just had to stay in the Lord's presence. But I also, the Lord reminded me that, you know, if, if I let the enemy keep me in that place of self-blame and self-condemnation, then who wins? And again, that's where that strong-willed spirit came in. And it's just like, I, for me, knowing at the moment of the accident that it was a spiritual attack um, was a blessing too, because I was able to redirect and shift that blame onto its rightful owner, onto the enemy. And of course he wants to twist it and he seasons his, his lies with just a little bit of truth. Like you were the one that left the gate open because we live on a very busy road. And I had a gate that that day it was raining and I drove through and I didn't get out and shut the gate like my husband had always told me to do. And like I had generally always done. And so he loved to remind me of that. But at the end of the day, um, the Lord, it is the Lord who, you know, our days are numbered. And so I just had to go back to all of those scriptural truths in order to combat the enemy's lies. Thank you. That's powerful and a good reminder for anyone who's listening that Satan likes to beat up with some of the past that they have had. And one of the things that I have the hardest time with when it comes to suffering is, I, I mean, the constant why aspect. Um, like you mentioned, the enemy likes to get that foothold. And when we get caught up trying to understand the complexity of God and this earth. And, you know, we can get resentful and end up blaming, like you mentioned, the wrong entity for our pain. And I like how you stated, um, instead of pursuing answers, God invites us to pursue a relationship with him. And I would love if you would expand on that concept that even if God did give us our why questions, we likely wouldn't see enough of his big picture to even agree with him. That That's that's deep stuff. Yeah, it's true though. And, and I think about, you know, I, I think about a lot of times our closest relationship is our spouse, you know, generally that's who knows us best. And if I don't understand why my husband does some of the things that he does, why would I ever begin to understand the things of, you know, an infinite and sovereign and holy God. And so it, you know, the Bible says that the secret things belong to the Lord. But I do try to bring it back to just to my mortal mind. And I try to make sense of things sometimes. And I'm like, okay, so there are things, even as a parent, that I have had to permit to happen to my children that are going to hurt them, whether it's a painful surgery, whether it's, you know, they're going to have to learn from their life lessons and I'm not going to bail it out. Whatever it is, I make decisions that are not going to always feel good to them and they're going to stretch them and grow them and cause them pain, but it's for their better good and it's for their greater good. And so I tried to go back to that and say, okay, Lord, I do not agree with this. I do not love anything about losing my son, but I know you and I trust you. And I think that is another reason it's so important to be in the word and to get to know the character of the father, because if you don't know him, you're going to just go off of relationships of this world and people fail us all the time. He's so much greater. I like that concept from the parent's point of view, because God is a heavenly father. And he, I think he gives us children so we can understand his heart a little bit deeper. And, and yeah, there's things our kids do that we, we can't fix. 
And um, so that perspective is very helpful. Um, in this chapter, you have a, a chapter, or in the book, you have a chapter called No Parking, which um, I really like. I like that whole concept of it. And, it, you know, it's really easy. We can get stuck in our pain. And then that keeps us from living intentionally for the kingdom. Um, but you never get over the hurt. You know, people might say, oh, you might get over it someday. You never get over it. Um, and in this chapter, you start with that grief will not sit quietly in the corner. It always demands our attention, almost as if there's an unseen force pulling us towards the place of sorrow. There's a natural temptation to withdraw from life and stay parked in the pain. And I mean, I've, I have moments throughout the week, throughout the day where I want to just go to bed and just forget it and just, you know, it sounds bad, but just stay there in my suffering. Um, and so as we close, I would love it if you would be able to tell a little bit of how you've been able to get through the times when the painful emotion hits you out of nowhere. And then what message of hope you can give a listener who's currently parked in that suffering. So um, first and foremost, you know, I think it's important that we don't dismiss the hurt and we don't dismiss the feelings that we allow ourselves to feel it. Sometimes I would just drive down the road and like scream until my throat was hoarse, And um, I would just cry in my pillow. And so I allowed myself, I didn't shy away from that because I think if we stuff it down, then we do kind of explode. And so I think it's important to feel those feelings and the hurt, but not park there. It's just because that's what the enemy wants us to do. And if he can keep us there, then he's going to render us ineffective for the kingdom. And there was a time where I was reading some scripture and I don't know the verse, but I'm sure you've heard it. It was talking about forgetting what is behind. And I just challenged that with the Lord. And I said, Lord, my little boy is behind. Mm -hmm. Like he was so much joy. He was one of the brightest lights of my life. I don't want to forget what's behind. And I really didn't like that scripture. And I was able to say that to him. And he quietly in return responded to my heart and said, Summer, he's not there. Like he is ahead. And so it reminded me that I was running in the wrong direction, you know, because I was really during that season, I was trying to avoid some my quiet time a little bit because, you know, when you're in the word, the word reads your heart. And so it was just a little too personal and too close. And I didn't want to feel all these feelings. And so I was running from God shortly. And then so I was really running in the wrong direction, but he just reminded me like, Sawyer's not in your past. He is in your future. And so I would, I would tell people just to, to shift the gear of their hurting hearts from park and to drive, because we have a life to live. This is not it. You know, eternity waits, but we have a short window to impact eternity for the kingdom. And there are too many people who need us, too many lives at stake. The enemy is running rampant and it's just, we've got to to just make a difference important to other people. Um, and so I would just tell them that, you know, like our story did not end with Sawyer's death. And so whatever your listeners are going through right now, whether it's healing that they're waiting for, whether it's a, a restored relationship, whether it's a loved one that they've lost, like hope is coming. Healing is coming. It may not look like what we think it will look like, but this isn't all there is. There's so much more. Thank you. I, those, those are great. I love that we're running in the wrong direction. That that's so powerful. Um, cause we're, you know, keep looking back 
it, that doesn't allow us to see where God's taking us today. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk with me and blessing us with that message. I appreciate you um, coming on the show. Honored to be here. Thank you so much. It is my prayer that you are filled with hope. This story is so profound, and I love the calming assurance that God gave Summer, reminding her that Sawyer was not behind her, that he is up ahead. God and his promises are waiting for you as well. Whatever you're going through right now, hope is coming and healing is coming. All of the ways that you can connect with Summer and purchase her book are links that will be in the show notes. Have you subscribed to this podcast? If not, please do so. That way you do not miss any up and coming episodes. And I value your feedback. Here's a review I just received. Your message has really hit home with me. I had tears running down my face as I listened to your words of God's love. Thank you so much for working hard. You are lifting up so many women, one person at a time. Then we go forward and try our best to lift up the next person. Now that is a great spiritual game plan. When you leave a rating and a review, it helps to get the word out about the podcast. It also lets me know how I can continue to serve you. During today's episode, did a friend come to mind who you know would be blessed? If so, I would love it if you'd share a link with them. Listeners like you sharing links with others is how this podcast can reach more people. I'd love to have you join my mailing list. I send out a weekly update with more of a personal touch and information about new episodes before they come out. Thank you so much for tuning into Your Spiritual Game Plan, the podcast that helps you understand that God has a plan and you have a purpose in it.